What are the biggest takeaways from the Cowboys training camp press conference? And did Jerry Jones say anything wild like usual? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. We have uh, reached the uh, the glory hole, as they say. Oh, uh, we have, we we are, have uh, already demonetized on YouTube. It took us that long. <laughs> One minute. Oh, hey, listen, hey, send all uh, inquiries to Jerry Jones. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not my quote. So uh, I'm just glad that we're here. You know, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, some <laughs> some Jerry talk and, and what it means and if it means anything. But uh, regardless, whenever you start hearing Jerry talk, that means that at least football is not too far behind it. So I'm excited for at least that part of it. Okay, sure. <laughs> Sure. I hate the training camp press conference. Let me just be clear, because they say absolutely nothing. What what it basically is? Do you remember like prep rallies or pep yeah. rallies or whatever they're called sure. in, in sure. high school, where yeah. you're just trying to get everybody excited so the football team plays well on Friday night? I mean, that's basically what we're doing here, right? I, you know what it is for me? It's like it, it's what by the time that this press conference comes around, whatever made us angry in the off season has mostly kind of died down. And, and, and whenever the press conference comes around, it's just a new opportunity for everybody to get re upset about all the things that they were upset about with the Cowboys off season. So, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it, but it, it, it's very rarely uh, a super news breaking uh, press conference. It's, it's a lot more kind of uh, Jerry and Steven getting an opportunity to speak to the press you know, after a long hiatus, basically. Uh, yes. Uh, there was one big thing that everybody was talking about at the press conference, the Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, Randy Gregory thing, which we will get to, I promise. That wasn't the biggest takeaway for me, honestly. It was actually it was actually Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones's comments on Dalton Schultz, who we, we know the Cowboys weren't able to come to a long-term deal on Schultz. But Jerry Jones made it very clear, like, they believe that they're going to come to a long-term extension with Dalton Schultz. They praised his work ethic. They talked about that's the type of player that we want to keep around because he's durable. He works hard. My question to you, Landon, is do you believe him? Do you believe that the Cowboys want to agree to a long-term extension with Dalton Schultz? I do, actually. I mean, I, I think that that they want to do it on their terms, and I think that that may mean – waiting to see him play on the franchise tag this year to you know see him do it one more time um but i do honestly believe that they they have an interest there and that they 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 you know they like developing their own and and dalton schultz has all the elements of the kind of person that the cowboys are interested in signing long term so i i actually do believe it what type okay let me rephrase this do you think that they could sign him to a do you think they'll sign him to a long-term deal next year yes i do I think that the, honestly, if you're asked, I think what they wanted was for him to play on the franchise tag. I honestly do believe that. I think that they, because they didn't want to, 
it's it's a lot like the Demarcus Lawrence situation a couple years ago, right? Where they don't mind um, paying the extra money to see the person prove it one more year, right? Like, I, I agree. Yes, I, and that's where I feel like that's where they're at with with Schultz. They see two good years that have made them think he's worth it, but the kind of money they're about to commit to him. I you know, I think they just want to see it happen one more time, and if it does, they'll happily pay him you know whatever the market price is. Do you the think they'll make him the highest paid tight end in the NFL? Because that's kind of what we're going to be trending towards. Let's say he has another eight hundred yard, eight touchdown season. They're probably going to have to make him the highest paid tight end in the league, even though he's not the top a top three tight end. Yeah, and honestly, I don't necessarily have a problem with that because, I mean, you know, the highest paid tight end in the league is something that is probably going to change, you know, as we go quite a bit. I, I, do I think that Dalton Schultz is the best tight end in football? No, but is he in that kind of tier that, you know, you have to sign him to a top-of-the-market deal in order to retain him after having three consecutive Pro Bowl-worthy seasons? Yeah, I think that that's not unrealistic. And frankly, you know, it's part of the reason that they're kind of, as as they mentioned in the, the press conference, keeping their powder dry, you know, yeah. is is because uh, I, I think they're at the point where they they don't mind spending the money, spending the money, but they want to spend the money on the kind of folks that they feel like they're going to get a, a hefty return on investment. And I think that kind of folds in nicely to what their comments were about the folks that they let go of this offseason. Really quickly, it, they mentioned about keeping the powder dry, right? Because they want to see how these guys perform in training camp before they go out and sign a veteran, whether it's a veteran receiver or linebacker. Yeah. Do you believe them? Do you believe that they are actually planning on spending money at a position or two if training camp doesn't go the, the, the way that they're hoping? Yeah, I mean, I think that if if I, I think that if they don't see what they want to see at a couple of different positions, or they don't feel like they have the depth at, the, at a couple of different positions uh, that they need to go into the season, I don't think that they'll have. I mean, this is you know what I've been preaching this whole time is that the guys that they would potentially be signing at, let's say, positions like mm-hmm. offensive tackle or wide receiver. You know, the kind of guys that are at the level, there's no reason to sign them during training camp. And on top of that, you would rather have your younger players take those jobs. So they're going to give those guys every opportunity to do that. And then on top of that, they they don't want to sign these, you know, veteran, a Julio Jones, a Daryl Williams. They don't want to sign those guys to a guaranteed one-year deal. They would rather sign them after week one when their their deals are a little bit more flexible. And, and again, if if – they sign Julio Jones to a one-year deal. He comes in and plays weeks two through six while waiting for Gallup to get healthy. And then Gallup comes back. You have no issue with like either trying to figure out a way to make Julio Jones uh, fit with Gallup or if not cutting him, you know, I think because his, his country contract is guaranteed. Same thing for any other position. I think that's where we are right now is that they're at a spot where the guys that are left on the market you don't necessarily want to give guaranteed one-year deals to because of injury history, because of performance issues, because of their age. So you wait to see what you have with your young guys. Wait until the the, the the deadline for when those contracts are no longer guaranteed for the entire season, and then you go out and get the guy that you need. Don't disagree. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, they're not going to spend on multiple guys. It'll be one guy, I'm pretty sure. Right? It might yeah. be Anthony Barr. 
it might be T.Y. Hilton, but I I do think they will bring in one sort of big name free agent closer to the end of August, maybe early September, to help them out in, a, in an area that they're struggling. All right. I uh, want to tell you guys about a, one of our sponsors, Dave. If you guys know Dave by now. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. But Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you absolutely need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That is more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or just to catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That is D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. All right, Landon, let's talk about the more controversial thing that Jerry Jones said. Maybe it's not controversial because I think you and I have some different thoughts on this. But uh, Jerry Jones was talking about how uh, when you pay guys a lot of money, you need them mm. not also not only to be good players, but you need them to be available. And he was basically talking about Amari Cooper, not just on the field, but also on the practice field. Um, he was very critical of Amari, Lyle Collins, and Randy Gregory not always being durable, not always being available. And he said that's the number one thing that they're looking for going forward is finding players that are available. Now, my, my problem with that is that they signed two guys to long-term contract extensions this offseason in Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Gallup, who combined to miss, I think, 16 games this year. Gallup doesn't have a severe injury history. He did miss games last year with a couple injuries, including the ACL. Demarcus Lawrence does. So what are your thoughts on Jerry Jones kind of talking out both sides of his mouth here? I don't think Jerry's talking out of both sides of his mouth. I think that we need to read between the lines a little bit more that this isn't just about being injured. It's about avoiding, you know, uh, look, uh, Amari Cooper not getting vaccinated and, and missing three games because of it is different than DeMarcus Lawrence having ongoing back issues, you know, because of his play. Uh, um, Lael Collins is, ongoing you know kind of constant off-field uh things that have limited his on-field availability is different than michael gallup tearing his acl i think that they're you know and look i think the unfortunate thing that happened with that whole statement is that randy gregory got kind of lumped into all of that yeah. i think that i think that randy's situation maybe applied a couple of years ago but I think that, you know, Randy's situation now is is more just about, I mean, he doesn't really have as much of a situation as much as those other two guys. He just kind of got lumped in because they were discussing all three free agents that left for the season, right? I, I think, you know, look, there's enough smoke there with Elsie and enough smoke there with Cooper that it, it, it's easy to see that there was some kind of 
uh, of disapproval of what was happening with their effort to get onto the practice field and, and, and practice. I mean, I think Cooper did, missed three games but beyond that. I mean, he was missing practice all the time. Um, and again, like not necessarily because he was skipping practice or anything like that, but because he was, uh, you know, saying that he just what his body wasn't, you know, fully tuned and wanting, he didn't want to waste it to get on the practice field. It just felt like he was missing a ton of practice for a guy that only missed three games. And, and I, I think that there's something there, there. So I, you know, I understand the thought process of like, uh, well, you know, this it's, it's kind of one thing. How can you say that you, you don't want to sign these guys and then turn around and sign Cooper and uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Cooper uh, sign Gallup and, and, Demarcus Lawrence, but at the same time, those situations, it's not just about being injured uh, and, and and circumstantial stuff there. It's about the efforts to get back onto the field. It's about the uh, avoiding the easy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, avoiding the, the the simple stuff in order to, to make sure that you are available. Uh, well, that's where I think the difference is. Let, let's, let's break down each of these because I think it's important. I, I understand what Steven Jones, or sorry, Jerry Jones was talking about with Amari because he missed a lot of time with a couple of different injuries. Here's this is what he had last year. So if you remember plantar fasciitis, right early on in training camp in the preseason, which caused him to miss a lot of time, right? And he talked about how it was something he was going to have to play through. Uh, week two, he had a bruised rib um, that it caused him to miss a lot of practice. The next week, he didn't end up missing games, but missed a lot of practice. In <laughs> In week four, he hurt his hamstring against Carolina. He played through it, caused him to miss a lot of practice time. And then he had the hamstring injury uh, against Denver uh, before, sorry, before the Denver game, played through it, was fine, missed practice. And then he had the COVID thing where he missed three games. I think part of the reason why they struggled at the end of the year is they just didn't practice a lot together between that's exactly it between or, and remember the Cowboys were very cautious too, with Michael Gallup coming back from uh, the, the calf pull, like they didn't have him practice at all. And then when CD lamb got his concussion, I mean, you had times where there just was no receivers available to practice. Right. I, you know, look, I got the impression and this is an impression that I had before all of this, like this is an impression I had during the year. I got the impression that that Cooper kind of almost had a little bit of carte blanche to, to dictate whether or not he was practicing. You know, the, I, I there were, I distinctly remember there being a press conference in uh, with with uh, McCarthy or somebody where they made the comment of, "Well, he knows his body, and I'm sure he'll be back on when he's healthy," which was very surprising because you just don't hear coaches talk about those players like that. I look, I, I think that the 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 rubber meets the road part of this is that when Cooper missed practice, um, he, yes, he made it to those games and he, and he played, but I think that he struggled to get into the offense early in early parts of the game and weeks that he practiced and it caused efficiency problems throughout the year. I mean, I, I look, say what you will about Cooper's performance last year. To me, the problem with it mostly is that, he was never, or at least in my opinion, he wasn't going to be the guy who was going to get the most targets last year. They had made a conscious decision, I think, in my opinion, to make C.D. Lamb wide receiver one. What that means is that you needed Cooper to be a more efficient wide receiver, too. He was going to get less uh, targets 
and, and he needed to do more with those. And unfortunately, he he, he didn't. And, and I don't think that that's because Cooper isn't a talented guy or and can't do that. If anything, it's it's I think he is very talented. I think the problem was, you know, just mismatched chemistry, a, a lack of, of of being on the same page. And, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that it felt like he practiced maybe half like half the practices last year despite yeah. playing in in 14 games or whatever it was like it he missed a lot of practice and i think that translated uh to the field in in a lot of different ways yeah um really quickly we mentioned the cowboys the possibility of them signing somebody like julio jones before you know the season starts um one of the downsides of the cowboys waiting that long is these guys can get scooped up Right, yeah, as Julio did just a couple seconds ago ah. by Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So instead of having him on your team, <laughs> yeah, okay, uh, you'll probably be facing Julio. So that's again why I don't hate that strategy of waiting to see how the young guys perform in camp. This is one of the downsides. A lot of these guys will get picked up between now and September 1st. Julio is one of those guys to go. Uh, a couple other things to, to talk about from the press conference that happened, uh, here on Tuesday. Steve, or Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones mentioned their full confidence in uh, Mike McCarthy. I mean, what else are they going to say, really? Right? Yeah, it seems I like mean, seems like nothing to and, talk and, about. And right? again, that's why a lot of this press conference stuff is is not helpful because I mean they're going to say what they're going to say. You know, uh, as far as they're going to give you the spin, they're not necessarily going to give you the truth about a lot of this stuff up front. You know, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, what are they supposed to say? Well, Mike better get to the divisional round of the playoffs this year, it's with, right. uh, it's or he's that. getting fired. I, I just, yeah. I mean, they're just not going to say stuff. Like that, so. Uh, the biggest takeaway, uh, for me at least, is Stephen Jones was talking about some of the young guys that are going to get a lot of chances in training camp and that they, they need to step up. Uh, St- Stephen Jones mentioned CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Smith, and then of course, Matt Willetsko. And actually, uh, that was the order, it was CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> Tyler Smith, both first round picks, mm-hmm. Matt Olesko. But he's not wrong. They need a lot of their young guys from the last two or three draft classes to step up. Uh, he also mentioned Josh Ball, but yeah. just thought it's interesting that the Cowboys, it doesn't appear that they, they're going to be resting or not resting, um, you know, letting Olesko sit back and develop. Like, they want him to play, I think, a lot here in training camp and show that he's potentially ready to take the swing tackle job. Well, I mean, I think that just shows you exactly what we just talked about, right? Like, that's what they're keeping their eyes on. They need those guys to step up if they don't want to, you know, if they want to help avoid having to go to the free agent marketplace and sign one of these guys. If Will Let's Go comes out and plays incredibly uh, and and you feel that he can, you know, do the job uh, by some point in training camp, then maybe you don't feel the the immediate pressing need to go out and, and sign a guy. Um, you know, I mean, look, I mean, I think these positions are very different. Like that's the thing, right? Even though the, the signing situation may be very similar with wide receiver and tackle, like any offensive tackle that you would potentially be looking to like the, the spot that you're looking for an offensive tackle is not a starter position. You know, you're looking for a potential backup, a swing tackle, or a guy who could, you know, potentially just come in and, and start if you needed to him for a couple games at the wide receiver spot you're potentially shopping for someone who will be taking a starting spot. You would think for at least the first couple of weeks until either Gallup is back or, or Tolbert is ready. 
Um, so I think that the even though the the tiers of of where you're shop, shopping are similar, the fit is different. And so that's why I think he he mentioned well, let's go is because tackle them to ta- to me tackle and wide receiver are those spots where yes. hey we're keeping an eye on on what the young guys are doing and if it's uh, it's a short leash if that doesn't work out then we start really starting to take a look at what's on the available on the free agent market. You are, again, I'm going to mention the, the market again. You're starting to see some of those guys come off the board a little bit, though. Michael Schofield signed a deal yesterday. Riley Reef got $12 million today from the Chicago yeah, Bears. Um, can't wait too long. You got, that's why you got to find out quick, well, right? I mean, you got to know in the next two weeks. I mean, let's put it this way. Do you want to give Riley Reef $12 million? Because I, I sure don't. You know, And that's the other part of it is that like, do, do, is it worth it? Like, is it worth it to pay a, a swing tackle twelve million dollars? I mean, he's not going to be a swing tackle for whoever he signs. Chicago, with, but, yeah. Um, oh, you know, yeah, definitely not for Chicago. Uh, but he might but, be the best offensive lineman. He might be the best <laughs> offensive lineman they've got right now. Um, no, but I mean, I think that's the point, right? Is that is that you know, right now the, some of the money that may be requested is more than you want to pay for a guy that you're hoping never plays. So. Um, you're right. There is a gambit that you have to run. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, can you get through to where you need to make the evaluation before that tier of, of free agent is gone? Both tackle and wide receiver have quite a few bodies there. So yes. I, I think it's it's a safe gambit gambit for now. Last thing, uh, we are officially in best shape of their life season. Oh, we saw it already man. this year with Ezekiel Elliott. Mike McCarthy said Micah Parsons has lost a little bit of weight this year. Uh, is in great shape. Mike McCarthy himself, himself uh, yeah. is, is looking uh, nice, lean, and trim, getting ready for beach season. Uh, I, I I don't even know how our th- thoughts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, is, is a parson, parson weight thing isn't a big deal because it, who cares if he's two forty or two fifty? Like. He's going to be a, a problem, whatever weight he's at. It doesn't concern me. It doesn't really get me excited about either. Yeah, I have a hard time with the the. I want to see how the best shape of your life translates to the field, right? Like, yeah. I mean, Gallimore's. <laughs> we heard the legend of what Gall- Neville Gallimore has done to himself this this off season with his insane uh, uh, body weight percentage and and uh, yeah. body fat percentage and all that. So. That's all well and good, uh, but until I see Mike McCarthy hitting the sled out there, it doesn't really make. <laughs> well, much he might of a have difference. some more energy now. You can Maybe get the different drills a little bit quicker than usual. You know, <laughs> you I'm know? just waiting for John Michelle to take a picture of him with a shirt like nice, and, like <laughs> tight against his body, showing how much muscle he, or how much weight he's lost. It's, you're it's you're worried about me demonetizing this channel when we've been sitting here fat shaming people for well over 10 years while I am, you know, noticeably fat. So, uh, uh yeah, we're in the I, best I think, shape of our lives. Don't be Yeah, don't... we're in the best shape of our lives too. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> I think I think I guess, you know, the point is is that it doesn't mean anything until we see it, it doesn't uh, translate it to the field, basically. It, it and so means nothing. I just ignore it. Yeah, it means nothing. For, for until we actually see them practice, it means literally nothing. But yeah, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen today. That's that's the way we want to end the show. Uh, talking <laughs> about players who got fat and skinny. Uh, now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. 
Uh, you can follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus uh, underscore Mosher. I'm gonna go order a pizza because I am in the best <laughs> shape of my life. Uh, we'll see you guys right back here on Wednesday. <laughs>